This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from RootMetric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement. I'm Brian Goldfinger from Goldfinger Injury Lawyers. We'd like to wish you and your family a happy and a safe holiday season. Everyone here at my law firm hopes that you don't need our services, especially this time of year. Visit goldfingerlaw.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. I'm your host, William Loom, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors defeated the Miami Heat by a score of 125 to 115. Jeez, I could really get used to the Raptors continuously winning games. Uh, The Raptors... I mean, look, the Heat make everything hard, and the Heat, despite the fact that they only shot 41% from the field, were able to push the Raptors right until the end. They were mad physical, as you could always expect. The Heat are the ultimate try-hard team right now. Not a lot of talent, but they try really hard, and they make you play really hard. They make you play to their level, basically, and... uh, you know, the Raptors had to basically keep their starters on until the end of the game, and they had to show a lot of composure, which I thought they did a good job of doing. And um, I think that starts and ends with Kawhi Leonard, who thrives in these types of games. He really does. I mean, uh, you know, it's physical, uh, but he doesn't really. It's not he doesn't. It's not he's impervious to being physical play, like because you know he will still get bothered by bigger defenders. I mean, like. I thought, for example, that uh, Justice Winslow gave him a bit of trouble tonight, just as uh, you know Stanley Johnson did. I think Winslow and Johnson are pretty similar physically in terms of being bulky six eight dudes who can really you know put a body on guys. And Kawhi kind of likes to bully people, but um, Kawhi took that challenge on. And Kawhi was real solid throughout the game. He hit some big threes. Um, was <laughs> he had twenty nine points in thirty six minutes? Was a plus twenty three. Had 10 rebounds as well. The rebounding was, you know, a bit of an issue for the Raptors because the Heat really made it a point to attack the boards. Um, And, yeah, I mean, you know, Kawhi was great. And also, the guy who was killing the Raptors all night, Dwayne Wade, with a throwback performance, setting a Heat record with 35 points off the bench. Just another, yet another record for Dwayne Wade to claim for uh, the Heat's uh, record books. But, yeah, the Heat was, you know, they were dominating. And even in the fourth quarter, Dwayne Wade started out really hot. And, you know, it was basically cutting the lead and um, in the Raptors not, weren't really in trouble, but they needed to actually close out the game. And, you know, Nick Nurse turns to Kawhi Leonard, puts Kawhi on, Nick, uh, on um, Dwayne Wade, and all of a sudden Dwayne's shooting air balls. Dwayne's getting the ball stripped from his hands, just his bare hands. Kawhi just ripping it from him and then, you know, um, saving the possession and giving it to Danny Green and the Raptors going the other way and scoring. But, you know, it, it's nice to have a luxury like that. It's nice to have... A, uh, a leader, really, who can lead by example and basically, you know, carry the team when the team kind of needs it. Because, you know, you got to, again, you got to tip your hat to the Heat, man. I mean, Eric Spolstra, uh, it's unfortunate what's happening to his hair. Uh, he's 
you know, the most handsome coach in the league, although it's starting to get tested right now. But um, he's a great, great coach. and he, You see it with the way that he play. I mean, um, first off, the fact that they can have two full units of guys who can come in and contribute is phenomenal. Um, the starting unit did not play well. He did not have any hesitation in benching Hassan Whiteside. He only had 12 uh, minutes tonight because he shot one of five and grabbed five rebounds and didn't do anything. Um, and he smartly won with Adebayo, and Adebayo was phenomenal. 16 points, 21 rebounds uh, with 12 free throw attempts. I mean, Adebayo was just an issue all night. But, yeah, I mean, the Heat play, you know, a specific system, and they play the system really hard, you know. Like, they swing the ball, they move it around really well, they fake well, they drive well, they cut, and they know where everyone is going. Like, it's a pain in the ass to have to play the Heat. And based on the talent here, I mean, like, you got to give, you know, Spolster a lot of credit for doing what he did. But, uh, you know, the Raptors, quite honestly, they're just more talented. Like, it is what it is. I mean, I mean, we saw wins like this against the Heat last year, too. Like, I remember... Whether it was last season or maybe the season before that, like, you know, there was a game where DeMar had, like, 40 on Josh Richardson, and it kind of carried him that way. But that those games where the Raptors would win against the Heat, it almost felt like, okay, one guy had a spectacular performance and carried them. Today, I wouldn't, I mean, I don't know. I mean, 29 points, 10 rebounds is kind of par for the course for Kawhi. Like, it, it, and it's, it's blasphemous to say that, but, you know, you could expect that from on a nightly basis. Um, and, yeah, Pascal had a really good night. I mean, he shot. Eight of nine from the field, uh, made his th- only three-point attempt. He's now um, nine for his last 18, uh, dating back two weeks, which is obviously a phenomenal rate. Uh, also hit all four of his free throws and had 21 points. But aside from that, like, everyone just had a regular night, and this is just how the Raptors are. They're, they're a damn good team. And, um, you know, uh, you got to give a lot of credit to Kyle Lowry. I thought he was really smart in recognizing that the Heat were going to set up in half-court defense and be a little bit tough to score on there. So, you know, run as much as possible, uh, get easy transition buckets. The Heat also were going hard for the offensive glass. I mean, the Heat got 17 offensive rebounds, so obviously it worked. But, um, you know, when they didn't get the rebound, the Raptors got the rebound, especially when Kyle got the rebound, he would just push the ball up the up the court, and he got easy dunks for OG Ananobi. He got a dunk for Pascal. Uh, he got, a, you know, a, a nice, uh, you know, it wasn't really a transition play, sort of a, semi-break, but Kawhi had gone down the floor early, sealed his man, Kyle throws a pass over the top. That's basically been a pass that Kyle's been trying to deliver to Kawhi pretty much all season, and it hasn't really worked out. Um, I don't think Kawhi kind of expects the pass over the top. I think he's really expecting the ball in the post where he can then, you know, turn and then score. Um, but Kyle likes to sort of lead his guys, and uh, Kawhi finally basically got that, and, you know, he, you know, I think he sealed Magooder or whoever it was on the heat and scored, but you know, Kyle was great in terms of, in terms of pushing the tempo. I mean, um, you know, the starting unit, generally speaking, was phenomenal. Every starter was plus 19 or better. Danny Green and Kyle being plus 19, uh, Kawhi being plus 23, JV being plus 24, Pascal being plus 25. Whereas the bench, you know, was, I wouldn't even say they struggled. It's just like the Miami's bench just completely outplayed the Raptors bench. I, I, and it's not even so much the Raptors struggled so much as the Heat played really well. So I want to give the Heat credit there. You want to show them respect you know, unlike other coaches in San Antonio. But, um, yeah, I mean, it was just a good performance by the Raptors. Uh, and, uh, you know, you again, you could get really – you could get used to things like this, which is crazy because, man, the Raptors are 17-4. and four. They've rebounded from their three-game losing streak, which I think their win streak is now up to five. Um, you know, they have the best road record in the league. They haven't played the best opposition quite yet. And, you know, we'll see some more difficult matchups coming up soon with the Clippers – um, you know, the Warriors, the, the Nuggets, um, you know, there's a, there's a tough road trip coming up. And quite honestly, it's going to be tough for me because 
these game these games are really late, and um, yeah, I'm not uh, thrilled about you know covering those games. But regardless, I mean the Raptors have looked really strong, and this is just yet another example. I mean, like they get most teams' best effort most nights. Like the Heat came in and played with a lot of effort, and I thought Spolstra you know really managed this game to win. And the Raptors just took their best punch. I mean, Dwayne Wade had 35 points off the bench. And the Raptors were like, that's cool. We'll still beat you by 10 points, you know? And uh, it just really speaks to the talent. One guy I actually really want to highlight was JV. JV had a great game. JV's had, you know, a couple strong games here um, where, uh, you know, tonight 17 points, 10 rebounds, 8 of 10 shooting, 24 minutes. The offense isn't even that um, much of an outlier because, like, honestly, whoever's playing with Lowry nowadays is just going to get so many open looks. Like, Lowry's basically been the best passer in the league when it comes to passing to the role man in a pick-and-roll situation, and both JV and Serge, when they played with Kyle, have really thrived. Um, and JV certainly got a lot of great looks from Kyle today, as he always does, but I just like the fact that JV is able to thrive in these physical games. You know what I mean? Like, it's such a nice matchup to have. Like, the Heat... Uh, Adebayo was just running amok. Um, and, you know, Serge, as much as Serge has been great this year, um, he just struggles basically with guys like that, like physical, energetic dudes uh, who can get around him, you know, and really just outwork Serge because that's not really Serge's game. Serge's game is not really to hustle. Serge is really to be in the right positions and block. He's like a weird Marcus Gasol in that way. I don't know. But, um yeah, I mean, Adebayo was sort of running, you know, amok, and that's where you put JV in. I mean, JV is so physical. He takes up so much space in the paint. He really solidifies your rebounding. Uh, and I thought JV was just really solid all night. And uh, you got to show JV a lot of love. Um, and, yeah, I mean, <laughs> this team is just really good. I don't know what else to say. Like, um, the Heat, uh, the three-point shooting, obviously, with the Heat is, like, always an issue. Like, we've seen it against the Raptors, like, uh, a couple of times where Wayne Ellington will pop open for threes. He got seven looks today. He hit, you know, three of them. Josh Richardson hit uh, or got open for eight looks. He hit three of them. Olenek hit four, uh, you know, hit three threes. Dwayne Wade hit four threes, which is obviously by design, but still crazy number. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you know, it's a bit of an issue where the Raptors, you know, guarding guys coming around handoffs. It's kind of an issue all season. Uh, it's a tough play for the Raptors to defend because they send their guards to chase hard over the top so much that there usually is someone open whether that's the big man popping or you know a floater in the lane for somebody but you know like the heat you know credit to them i mean they don't usually hit 15 threes so you know you got to give them some love for that but again the raptors took their best punch and just took it like you know they they're just that good they just really are that good especially at home the raptors um are showing a real focus uh you know in the way They've been able to close games. Um, one minor positive off the bench I would like to talk about is the fact that the bench is starting to show some moments where you're thinking like, you know what, CJ, I can count on you for like some surprise threes. And today he hit two of those surprise threes. I think both in the first quarter, both very tough looks, um, but he made two of them, which is good. Um, he's always going to get tough looks. He's always going to be aggressive that way. But, you know, you usually would expect him to hit at a higher rate than he, what he has all season. So it was nice to see him hit those two threes. It was also nice to see him, um, you know, just have a couple of better performances of late. It's still really grading on curve because he's, he's probably the worst player in the rotation. But, you know, when he hits those threes, it does help the bench a lot. Um, I think it just helps sort of the f- logical flow uh, and rhythm of guys like Fred Van Vliet and DeLon Wright who can actually find a score instead of finding their own shots. And, 
you know, DeLon, uh, I liked his aggression from three tonight. Hit two threes in the same spot against Dwayne Wade. Dwayne Wade has basically known uh, DeLon Wright since, you know, DeLon was like basically a teenager because Darrell Wright, his older brother, played with the Heat for a long time. And so, you know, D, you know DeLon used to hang out with D-Wade all the time. I think they trained together sometimes in the summertime too. Um, he's like a family friend, I guess. But, yeah, I mean, DeLon, you know, hit two threes against Dwayne. I, I feel like that was fun. Uh, you know, DeLon also showed up for a random uh, putback, I think, on a Kawhi miss. Uh, th- those are the types of plays that you want to see DeLon Wright make. Um, you know, sort of those fill-in-the-gaps type of plays where he comes out of nowhere because you don't expect the point guard to come in and get a putback, and he, and he does that. And, and same thing with Van Vliet. I mean, um, you know, a couple of mid-range jumpers, I like that because uh, he does really struggle to create space right now from the three-point line and then also going to the basket. So you got to have an in-between game. He also hit a big three, I think, in the third or the fourth quarter. I'm not exactly sure, but, um, you know, confident catch-and-shoot stepped right into it, about probably 27, 28 feet. Um, so, you know, you're starting to see some flashes off the bench. I mean, the bench definitely got outplayed tonight because the Heat's bench played phenomenal, uh, led by Dwayne Wade's 35, and also Adebayo had 21 rebounds. But um, I, you're starting to see a little bit more signs of life from the bench. Uh, and, you know, it's good because the starting unit is already dominant. Like, every night they're dominant. So if the bench has just come in and not wet themselves, it'll be good. And then if they can actually extend leads like they did last year, well – then you're looking at 60-plus wins. And right now the Raptors are well uh, on pace for above 60 wins. So uh, it's it's a, it's a nice time to watch basketball in the city. We're going to get a really good matchup coming up soon. Uh, on Thursday, the Raptors play the Warriors. But uh, as for this game, the three stars, first star, Kawhi Leonard, second star, uh, Kyle Lowry, and then third star, Pascal Siakam. Um, if you had to go three stars for the season, those are the three guys you would pick. Um yeah, all three guys have been phenomenal. And then in terms of your Gerald Henderson, obviously that's Dwayne Wade. You know, shout out to the man, 36 years old, um, you know, just became a father again. I mean, to see him kind of have, have these kind of performances while a guy like Carmelo, who I think has even less physically than Dwayne Wade, is unable to even hold down any position, is just, you know, you got to really appreciate D. Wade. He's one of the most underappreciated players of all time. He's one of my favorite players to watch. Uh, growing up, and um, yeah, I always thought he was such an underrated player, and he always played with really poor talent. Like the Heat, like obviously, like outside the Big Three era, but like he used to play with like Mario Chalmers and like Michael Beasley, and I mean Udonis Haslam. You respect him for who he is, but like he was never necessarily that talented. Um, Jermaine O'Neal, you know, like just like random dudes. Uh, and to see D Wade basically succeed back then, and to see him continue to be relevant now in a year where he's about to hang it up. I mean, Dwayne Wade's had a great year. He's shooting a career high from three. He saw it tonight with four threes. You know, you gotta really respect Dwayne. So there you go. Uh, that does for the Ration Podcast. A couple things to plug. One, uh, if you're listening and you're expecting the Raptors Weekly Podcast, that's going to come out sometime Monday afternoon. Um, the game ran late. Also, I went to the Amine concert. It was a really great show. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's a little too late right now to record the pod. So I'm going to put it out, uh, on Monday, uh, in the afternoon. So look out for that. I'm going to try to hopefully get a guess. Um, but, uh, yeah, there's that. And also if you are, you know, hoping to come out to, uh, hoop talks at Rivoli, uh, on, on basically Queen West, um, come out and do it. Queen and Spadina. It's on Wednesday, I'm going to be on a panel with Vivek and Katie, who have both been on this podcast before. Blake's going to be there. 
Um, some of the other Raptors beat writers are going to be there. Ashley Dawkins is going to be hosting. She's great. Uh, and also, it's just a great t- way to basically meet, you know, other people in the basketball community. It's like a, you know, I, I at least personally, like, it's hard to find a lot of people that are really interested in, um, you know, Raptors games in that sort of intense way. And this is a great way to meet those fans in the city. I feel like there's not great meetup spots for the Raptors for some reason. Maybe I'm wrong. Please tell me if I'm wrong. I'd love to go to some of these events. But, um yeah, this is one of those rare events where you get to go and really, you know, be amongst basketball nerds, basically. And, uh, you know, it, it's it's a great event. And also, if if you're buying tickets, you know, you can type in my last name, L-O-U, um, for $5 off the ticket. So check out Hoop Talks. It's going to be on Wednesday night. I don't know what else you're doing on Wednesday night. There's no Raptors game. You might as well come out to the bar, you know, you know have a couple of drinks, meet some people, listen to some people, uh, and have a good time. So... Uh, that does it for the podcast. Thanks, everyone, for listening. And, uh, yeah, I'll be back after the next game. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metric's second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.